Magic Club. Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I'm here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's show. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. We've got Daisy O'Brien, who is the founder of Libertas U, which is an agency that develops concepts, projects, and platforms from a place of purpose. She believes that all artists seeking an audience should create projects with the intention of leaving an impact on the world and is committed to creating projects that challenge the status quo and inspire viewers to make a difference. Thank you so much for joining us, Daisy. Thank you for having me. So... Me and Daisy go way back. We've been collaborating for a long time. I picked her up on a beach in Mexico, in Puerto Escondido, and she's literally the best thing I've ever picked up on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to um, introduce you to her and to chat about her work and everything that she's up to. So why don't we kick this conversation off with you telling us, like, what's your story? How did you get to doing this work that you're doing today? Um, Okay, cool. So it all started with, uh, I think it was 2017. Um, I was in Greece and somebody asked me to come back home to Los Angeles and take this workshop. And I remember being like, I'm in Greece. I don't want to go take this workshop. Um, But somehow they convinced me that it was exactly what I needed. At the time, I was pretty lost. I was partying a lot, didn't really have any direction, didn't realize how unfulfilled I really was, but was definitely on my way to hitting a point where I would be very unhappy. You know, when things, when you're partying a lot and then things slow down, all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, this is depressing. Uh, And I was definitely on my way to declining to that slow moment. And um, I went to this workshop and they talked about like, having a purpose or finding your calling and aligning to that calling. And I was like, I'll go along with this, whatever. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And I went along with it and I developed a purpose and I started doing the exercises and I realized how much my life was lacking and how much little direction and vision and clarity I had on anything. And and how I, I didn't have a strong anchor. Like I didn't have um, anything to hold on to or grasp. I was just kind of like floating around. My opinions were like things that I thought I believed in, but not mostly just accumulation of what everyone else thought and told me to think. And when I realized I I could, I had this purpose or this unique calling that was for me and only me to share with the world, everything changed. I had opinions. I had things to align to. I had um, vision. I had clarity. 
And so my, my work totally changed. I had so many different business endeavors I was trying and they all kind of worked out and just enough to get by. But when I started creating from a place of purpose, I started getting more opportunities. I started having these ideas that were like life-changing and, um, I started having these ideas, these creative ideas and vision that I never had before, before I thought, okay, what can I do that will make me money? What can I do that will get me a following? And when I started thinking around place of purpose, I started thinking, what do I want? What's in alignment with my heart? What do I want to share with the world? How can I make a difference? And that was life-changing. The opportunities, opportunities I started getting, the audience I started getting, the people I started meeting, everything changed. And so I started helping my friends. And when I started helping my friends, they started telling their friends and then their friends. And then I had a business. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. And what is, what would you say is like the main message on your heart that you really wish more people knew? Everything that you want that is outside of you um, begins with going within and understanding yourself. You know, all the money, all the success, the fame, whatever you want. Um, none of that will ever be fulfilling. And if you want to align to your destiny, which may be any of those things, um, you have to go within first and really understand yourself apart from what people tell you you are. I love it. So what are some of the projects that you're most excited about that you're working on at the moment? Um, I just recently worked on a project with one of my clients that I'm super excited about that was just released. Um, it's called We Are Women. Um, and it's about the divine feminine and how we as women or anyone that, that has this divine feminine within us, um, can we can possess this inherent power when we nurture our minds and our bodies. Um, so that means loving our bodies and, um, nurturing our bodies with whole food and engaging in wholesome activities and watching wholesome content. Um, we can really tap, tap into this divine feminine power within us. Um, and it's a short two minute video posted on a couple of publications in London and on the Roland Murray site, which is like a luxury brand. Um, and so I'm super excited about that right now. Yeah, I really love this, like, specific connection that you've made between nourishment on a physical level and accessing feminine energy. Because I feel like it's talked about a lot, but maybe not so explicitly with that connection. And it is really true. And I find that it's something that we you know, culturally and societally have a lot of resistance around is like carving out the space to rest, carving out the space for nutritious, healthy meals, like putting the time and the money into creating that for ourselves. And particularly with social media, like having bound energetic and emotional boundaries around that. Um, and recognizing yeah. that when we do take those very tangible and specific actions, that's the thing that unlocks that feminine part of our power that is the magical you know, intuition and synchronicity totally. and creativity that. Yes. Like you yeah. unlocked so much through that. And this is really a concept I started to develop, uh, to, to um, dive into, although I believed in it before, but I really dived into it for this project because Charlie, the director and creator of the film 
my my client, this is her purpose. Her purpose is for people to connect to their most pure selves. And so naturally, this video was a manifestation of that. Um, but through doing a lot of research and and developing this concept with her, I was really able to understand and see how we're always looking outside. We're trying to change how we look and we're trying to change what we do and our actions and our habits. And um, so we can be more, so we can have more, so we can be more, so we can love ourselves. But really that power that we're looking for, that, that image of ourselves that we're looking for is within us. We just have to go within and like really nurture ourselves you know, and take care of ourselves and nurture that part of ourselves where everything starts that create the divine feminine is where everything like our most creative selves exist, you know? And so if we can nurture that, then we're unstoppable, you know? Yeah. It's such an important message to reiterate over and over. And I really feel like, you know, in my experience of going through a burnout and really like hitting a brick wall energetically and not having that many energetic reserves and, you know, not being able to be super productive and having to cancel a lot of the things that I loved in my life, like my social life and a lot of my hobbies and activities and, you know, delay the amount of time that I was able to put into my work. It, you know, in diving into the research and what did it, you know, just looking for answers and like, what was I doing wrong? What did I need to do? to bring myself back into alignment energetically. And it really is the basics. Like it's really like proper nutrition. Yeah. Movement, you know, mindset and presence and bringing up my mind into the right place, which is present and listening to my body and responding to my needs from moment to moment and allowing myself to give that to myself. And it's just wild how far we can get from that when it is such simple things that make the biggest difference. You're really like a walking example of that. You know, when I first met you, I think you were kind of at the beginning of this like journey or or not as deep as you are into it. Now you were still kind of sick, if I remember correctly. So like seeing who you are now and the journey you've taken, I didn't know you before that, but I've, I've talked to you a lot about it. Um, And it's interesting because my purpose is for people to experience liberation. And so, which is freedom. And the, the younger version of myself thought freedom was like, woo, do whatever I want, whenever I want. And like, but real freedom lies in slowing down and taking care of yourself and having discipline, you know, that's like ultimate liberation. That's where you find that, that freedom that we're all longing for. And you like, have really taken the time to tap into that. And I also think if we don't slow down and tap into it, especially especially in this day and age, it will slow us down. And that's kind of what happened to you, right? Yeah. And I've experienced that in glimpses. Your story actually really inspires me because I can, I've had moments and like scary scary moments where I'm like, okay, I keep getting sick and like, I'm not getting better or I keep this thing keeps happening. And I can feel that when I start to not take care of myself, my body's like, okay, if you're not going to slow down, we're going to do it for you. And that's not a good feeling when you don't have control over that. Totally. I really, I definitely had that epiphany of when I like literally had no energy to do anything other than sit and stare at the wall. (laughs) And I was like, this is the most frustrating thing ever from somebody who's like, 
an activity a holic. Yeah. You know, like my life was filled with things that I loved doing. So it was very difficult for me to give them, give them all up. Yeah. And, and you know, it was that my body forcing me to sit there and sit with whatever it was that I needed to process and like listen to my emotions and listen to my body. Like exactly like it made the choice for me. I had no choice, but to do that, I had no choice, but to opt out of the things that were burning my energy and that weren't, you know, and saying yeah. no to the things that weren't really nourishing me. And it's, I was talking to another friend about this the other day and I'm just really now reflecting on how I, I do not experience fatigue anymore. Like obviously I go through periods of like feeling tired, but I rest, I rest until I don't feel tired anymore. And so I never hit those walls of fatigue because I've learned, <laughs> I've learned from my mistakes. And, you know, after living with chronic fatigue for five years and having to say no to a lot of things, experiencing a lot of anxiety because of that and a lot of stress from not being able to show up for you know things I really wanted to commit to it's really amazing how when you just really decide what those consistent habits are that support and nourish your well-being on a consistent basis so you're not just like running the battery down flat and then having to build it up again but constantly topping it up throughout the day so that and throughout the week and throughout the month and throughout the year so you're never running on empty and burning through, which is essentially your adrenals, which is what happens when your when your battery's on empty, which you know obviously leads to longer imbalances. Every time we create an imbalance, we have to do the work to bring that back. Yeah, balance again. Like there's no shortcutting that. Our bodies there's no things. They're not. You know, we can think something, but we don't create it until we take the action and we take the consistent action, and it really becomes a lifestyle and it becomes a habit. And just you know, learning once because there's this weird, you know, like this weird psychology that goes on where like, if I take time out or I say no to things, then I'm missing out or then I'm in lack or then I'm not, you know, I'm missing out on an opportunity or I'm not getting to experience something in life. But actually when we start saying yes to ourselves and we start saying yes to those needs and nourishing them consistently, then that opens up real freedom, like you say, which is emotional freedom and freedom in our body. Because if we don't have health, we have no freedom, right? Exactly, exactly. And and like like you said, like it catches up to you, you know, there's no shortcutting that. I try to tell that to people all the time, especially like my friends that are still partying a lot or like my younger friends or like it doesn't even have to do with partying, you know, just taking shortcuts in general will catch up to you. You know, when I take shortcuts in my work, I have to pay for that later. When I take shortcuts in my meditation, I'm not getting anything out of it. And that, you know, eventually I'm going to have to sit down and really slow down. I, I find myself like taking shortcuts in my discipline. I'm like, okay, I'm doing the practices. I'm sitting here, I'm meditating every day. I'm doing my yoga, but I'm going to do one less sun salutation today because I don't have the time. Or I'm going to just meditate for 20 minutes instead of the 30 or 40 I usually do. Or I'm meditating, but I'm not like actually present. And I have to tell myself like, you're trying to take a shortcut and you, I have to have discipline about my discipline. Like I'm not just doing the motions. I'm actually showing up and doing them. You know, I really love the reframe reframe on discipline that Pavarotti talks about, which is devotion, right? Rather than, you know, obviously yes. to be able to sing in the way that he sings, he has, to, you have to, any type of musician, like you have to be disciplined in your practice because otherwise you lose it. And he, he talks about his dedication to his singing practice as devotion. And I just think that's such a positive reframe, um, particularly when you can be present 
with the self-care activities and most importantly, how you feel as a result of doing that. Because when you really connect to that, then you start to develop kind of an addiction to doing the things that really nurture and support you because they feel so good. And that's when it's really easy for them to become non-negotiable because, you know, I, I like my yoga practice in the morning, my workout, like that's like my medicine. Like I'm not, I never took antidepressants or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but I learned that yoga has a similar, you know, hormonal impact as taking antidepressants. And I, I really, once I kind of had that understanding of it, I was like, oh yeah, like I, I don't feel good when I skip that practice. Like it's not beneficial for me. It's not really a shortcut when I skip that practice. If I think I'm trying to save time or I'm trying to jump ahead on my activities for the day. So I know like that's a non-negotiable because it feels so good to me. And I want to do that for myself every day. And, and just from collecting data and evidence that the more I show up for these types of activities, the better the rest of my day goes, the better I feel, you know, the, the bigger my results become with even less and less effort and less struggle and push through because I'm, you know, I've elevated myself as a practice and it feels so good. But it, yeah. you, you sometimes have to go through the discomfort of a habit creation before it starts. Discomfort. To yeah, you have to move through the discomfort. And that's where the devotion comes in play. You know, when you have devotion, you there's a purpose for moving through that discomfort, you know. And like that, I, I see this like with people, especially here in Turkey, like so many people have so much devotion to what they're doing. Like, you know, my boyfriend's family, the, the ones that are religious, like his grandma, she's praying five times a day. And like, I'm like, I can barely get up to meditate in the morning. And like, she's praying five times a day, but like, it's nothing for her because it's, she has so much devotion to what she's doing. Like she looks forward to that. That's her favorite part of the day, you know, and she never misses it. She can like barely walk. She's 80 something. And she's, she always prays. And like, that devotion gives you purpose. You don't have to have devotion to God, but you can have devotion to yourself, you know, or devotion to the moment. Um, and I'm, when I'm meditating and I find myself like kind of scattered brained, when I choose to just be devotional and surrender, that's when it's like, oh, this is, I'm reminded, this is why I do this. It's for this feeling. It's for this moment right here, you know? Right. And when you commit to those activities that feed your feminine, your feminine energy, it creates an expansive effect. So it's like, it gives you more time. It gives you more energy. It, it expands your capacity and your productivity. So I know like I always have to negotiate with myself on these terms because I'm very much like a type A, like productive, getting things done. And so I've had to, like, that's kind of the, the way that I've had an in into strengthening the more like feminine parts of myself is like when I see it as an action, like seeing a rest break as an action, scheduling it in, like really intentionally prioritizing those and the meditation and the meals and the sleep and the rest and the boundaries, yeah. you know, then it, it just creates so much expansiveness and I'm able to do so much more. And my decision-making is on a completely different level. So I'm strategic to be able to create even more freedom versus just like running around in the hamster wheel and recreating the same stress over and over again. That's a really beautiful, like al alchemic combination of the masculine and the feminine of like the feminine, you know, the rest and the, 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 
meditation and the going within and that like kind of like abstractness of that mixed with the masculine of like the order and the time and scheduling and you know like that's it's just like the perfect pair somebody told me the other day I met somebody and he was like um He's like, you know, like with meditation, you can't like schedule a time to meditate. It just doesn't work like that. It goes against what meditation is. And I was like, actually, I love scheduling time to meditate. That's the only way that it that it gets done, you know? Right. If it's not scheduled, it's not real, as Marie Folio would say. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for him if he doesn't need to schedule it and he can stay committed. Yeah. Well, I asked him, I said, how often do you meditate? And he was like, you know, a couple times a week or whatever. And I was like, I mean, yeah, if you're not scheduling, I schedule it because I want to do it every day, twice a day, or I want to make sure I'm doing it for 40 minutes every day, you know? Yeah. That's why I schedule it. It But yeah, I mean, maybe he's more evolved and he just like, is always in constant meditation. (laughs) I don't know. If you're not meditating every day, I really do think you're, you're missing out on a lot of bandwidth and potential capacity. Even if it's five minutes. It makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. If you do five minutes really devoted to those five minutes, it totally changes your day. I, I When I don't have time, I always commit to five minutes. If I have three minutes, I'll do it, you know? Yeah, I meditate a lot. I'm very addicted to meditating. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, um, what are some of the, the main things that you see your clients struggling with? Um all different things. I have some clients that come to me because they have a platform and they know they want to use it for good, but they don't really know how to get clear on what their purpose is and how to make that come alive in their projects. So we work together on developing their purpose and and really going within and dissecting what motivates and drives them and inspires them and what their unique gifts are. And we formulate a purpose that's unique to them And then we start creating from that place. Some people come to me for a lot of different reasons. They have like a lot of ideas and they don't know how to go about it. Um, Everyone that I work with does works with me because they like the idea of making a difference or making an impact through whatever they create. So some people come to me because they feel like they want a bigger audience. Some people come to me because they have an audience and they want to make sure they're making the right impact. Some people want better messaging. Um, but they're all on board with, I want to make an impact. This is, this is bigger than just me and my creations. Amazing. Amazing. I love your work so much. And how can you, like, what are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? Um, what I'm up to at the moment, I'm sometimes doing zoom webinars. Um, and, but mostly just working with clients, um, you can find me on my website, libertasu.com, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S-Y-O-U.com. Um, my Instagram is Daisy O'Brien, D-A-I-S-Y-O-B-R-Y. And my email is Daisy at gmail.com. So yeah, my, my Instagram handle at gmail.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your nuggets of wisdom with us today. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Please share this with anyone you know um, would find it valuable. And please go and leave the show a five-star review on iTunes to support the show. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. Bye, Bye, guys. 
For more inspirational content, head over to my website withsarahmack.com and please support the show by liking, commenting, and subscribing.